Hello and welcome to Ponderings from the Purse, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. This is Priscilla McKinney as always with you and I have an amazing guest always because that's just what I do. I only I only uh, live to hang out with cool people. So once again, another cool person. So January Kashnud, welcome to Ponderings from the Purse. Thank you so much, Priscilla. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, well, it took a little while. I don't know why it's taken us so long to get here. <laughs> I know. I'll <laughs> cut us some here anyway, so that's exactly. great. Here we are. Just took a, a pandemic to get us together. Exactly. Okay, well, let's talk for just one minute how I know January. And also, this is really cool because there's a group of us we talk about in the market research space. January, Tacey, Priscilla, Jamin. Who else? What were some of the other names? Like, we're singular. Colton. Col- I think was Col- another name. Yeah, Colson, Stemmer. So Colton. there's some of us who just we're the only one with this name and it's so nice. Exactly. (laughs) Everybody always knows who they're talking about, but as long as you're at the top of your game, right? Exactly. It's always good. So January and I have known each other through uh, women in research. And I know I have a lot of women in research women on this podcast, because of course we serve each other in the way we, you know, lift each other up in our, um, in our professional development and in our careers. But you're really going to love hearing from January today about how she does that with a lot of other people. But before we get into that, I want to hear from January. So one interesting thing, why I thought it was timely to have you on January was you really made an interesting switch in the middle of COVID. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself because you came through so much experience in the market research field from GMI to Lightspeed, which eventually became Cantar. You were at Dynata. There's so many, so many buyouts. And you've had experience at so many different levels, and now you've made a conscious choice to, um, to you know, change a little bit about what you're doing. So I want to hear from you. Tell everybody what your day-to-day is and what this new role looks like. Great. Thank you. You're right. I have kind of been anywhere and everywhere, it seems, in this industry. I started in 04 as a very clueless project manager, and um, you'll, you'll hear all the different places that I've gone and things that I've done, but then to land where I am now at Screen Engine, SVP of Research Operations, is really just going back to day one. My first day at GMI was given an entertainment research study, and today I'm running our research solutions group, managing the field work of entertainment studies. So it really has been full circle with a lot of little stops and growths along the way. Um, so yeah, Again, you say COVID, it's, it was a really unique time to navigate finding a new job, figuring out what you want to be doing. Um, but unfortunately, I was a victim of the economy and COVID, and I was laid off in early April. Um, and I had to spend the next six months really thinking about what I wanted to do. I've done a lot of different things. I played in the world of sales, the world of operations, uh, product. I also played as an individual contributor and as a leader and manager and supervisor. Um, so a lot of that was floating through my mind um, this summer yeah. on where I wanted to go next. Yeah, and it's so interesting. This is one thing I really appreciate about you and I think a lot of people could learn. I, I really loved uh, several conversations you and I had uh, you know, through the summer where you were really being patient and really thinking long and hard about where you could bring the most value uh, somewhere. And I, I really, I really appreciated that. And I think more people need to hear that. And because for those who are um, more junior, it is really scary, um, you know, to think, okay, I, I got laid off. What am I going to do? And sometimes it's easy to, to jump into the very next opportunity. 
And I know that you and I are at a place in our career, we have a little bit more of the luxury to stop and think, but yet a lot of people don't. And I really love the conversations you and I had of you just saying, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to really want to, I really want to own this decision. So how, what was that like for you? It's so scary. Just thinking like I, I've worked 17 years. I've had a couple stints where they were cut short and I, and I wasn't working for a little while, but really every single day getting up and going to work and making an impact in a business. And so when you are stopped from doing that, it is super scary. Like, where's my next paycheck going to come from? Where can I add value? And in a moment like COVID, you, you are really stopped and you have nothing other to do than think about what you're going to do tomorrow or what you're not going to do tomorrow. Um, and I, I really just had to be patient with myself and with what was out there. Um, and I, I had a former uh, team member reach out to me and give me the name of someone who, could, who did career coaching and helped you establish what your story is, what you want to do. And she really made me think about a lot of things. We went down to like, what do, what do I enjoy doing? What do other people say about my work? What do I want to be doing five years, 10 years from now? And I really spent three months of my summer really looking at like, what do I want to get? What do I want to give back? And where do I want my next role to be? And it was a lot of soul searching and it's hard and kind of tedious work. And it's also scary because each day you're not getting paid and you're not doing something new. And um, you don't know if you're going to be hireable in the future, but I bet on myself. I think that was the thing that I did. I bet on what I'd done in the past. And I really reached out to my network, like you said, you were there advising and reviewing my resume. I had other colleagues who reviewed my resume. Tacey, <laughs> she was always tagging me in job opportunities and posts on LinkedIn. And that kept me going and kept me on the right path of finding where I wanted to go next. Mm -hmm. So you and I completely agree that you have to have a tribe and we prefer that our tribe is one of women. <laughs> Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> there's, there are so many amazing men who participate in women in research. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, so I certainly don't want to count them out. But, you know, for those of you who are not a part of women in research, I'm also going to plug it by saying um, it's free. Why are you not a part? It does not cost anything to be a part of this amazing tribe and get this help. But January, tell us now about your day to day. So what is that value that you're bringing? And what is that particular genius that you have? I would say in many ways, I'm a generalist because I've done a lot and the unique capability or the unique thing that I bring to the table is the ability to bring order to chaos. I've worked at many startups or really small companies where there is not a lot of process well, where they're going through a scaling exercise and they're really just trying to grow and bring profitability to the organization as well as structure and process. Mm -hmm. And so that's what my day-to-day -day is. Uh, Screen Engine is a fantastic organization, really de dedicated individuals and a really growing business. Mm -hmm. um, and they needed to take it to the next level, which is not just powering out and pushing out work, but really now thinking about how can we do this at scale? Yes, we can get 10 amazing, unique individuals in a room and deliver for a customer and help them build their brand. But how can we do that efficiently? Um, and that's what I bring to the table. And so that's what my day-to-day -day is really critically looking at how are we getting from point A to B 
And can we do it more strategically? Can we do it with less resources? Can we do it with more technology? How can we do that where we're not putting the strain on the individual, but also building the business at the same time? I love that. I love that. And you, you say not putting the strain on the individual. I say here all the time, I don't believe in putting pressure on people. I believe in putting pressure on systems. That's like hundred <laughs> percent. That's a little birdism over here. But yes. so you mentioned that use of technology. Is there anything you think you might want to share with us about, you know, how, what kinds of things you're doing to digitally transform what, what's happening at Screen Engine? We're really looking at how can we do things with less email, right? That to me is a big thing. I mean, come on, the amount of the volume of email we get and the way we um, really rely on individuals having all the details of a project or remembering everything about a customer just in the, in the minds of people. That's great that we know them. Like that sometimes gives us value, right? We feel like they can't do this project without me. But that's not great for a business. That's not how you can scale a business. So we're really looking and partnering with technology to how can we find ways to better communicate, share information across the group that's not in your traditional email way. Can we use Slack more, Teams more? Can we build out an internal project management tool that allows us to, it's not revolutionary, right? These are not things that I'm saying that are like crazy amazing, but the impact that they can give to a business who hasn't been using them. I mean, I've, I've seen, I've seen it in my earlier jobs at GMI, like building out our CRM tool and how are we going to manage projects and what you can do once you have that, you can allow people to really think and be creative and really add value. Like no sending an email, come on, we're all more powerful and capable than that. I love that. I love that. And you know what you're saying there, I think it's a big difference between being a linchpin for the company or being a bottleneck. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you know, we can't work, you know, it, it doesn't work without this person, but in both mm-hmm. instances, but which one are you? Are exactly. you coming through for the company? And I do love that. I love the kind of people, even, you know, the kind of care that I've had for people who come in and out of Little Bird, because they're not always going to be with us all the time. But this mm-hmm. idea of, you know, did I help them, uh, you know, be able to see um, that they could leave a legacy behind them, not a broken project, but totally. I've left this in great shape for the next person. And you and I have worked and changed jobs enough to know that, you know, when you have colleagues who work like that, it's really invaluable, right? Yeah. And you, you tend to see when you have these small companies, you tend to see um, organizations build roles around people. And so I'm really big on making sure that we actually have a role. It's a a job, a job description. Someone's doing something versus the person. I don't want to say Elizabeth is the answer to the problem, but I want to say this role or this practice or this process is the solution versus this individual, because then you just get the organization in a lot of trouble, I think. Right, right. Okay, I, I love that, and, and I know I do believe that your superpower is bringing organization where there was chaos. <laughs> I think you just put that on a cape or something like that, um, and please put a lot of bling on it. Whatever you yes. do, yes, gold galore, gold. Right, right. Okay, so you know, in February with Green Book, I was privileged enough to introduce and to be. Um, the interviewer on a panel with the Grit Futures um, Mm -hmm. report. And this was identifying three uh, up and coming stars in market research. But I know your heart is really toward helping people develop 
professionally. So I'd like to have you really expound on what it is that you give to people on your team. How do you frame developing people uh, professionally? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then let's talk about what kind of advice would you give to younger people coming up in this industry? Because you really made it far. I mean, you started doing the very basic stuff and now you're at the C-suite table getting a voice there, you know? So tell tell us about how you develop people first. To me, it's really important that they know who I am. So when I inherit a new team or I'm building a new team, it's really important that they know who January is, what drives January, how January holds herself accountable to things. Because if they don't know that, then they're not going to trust me to share those things with them. So that's kind of, that's really central to everything that I do. Um, People who know me professionally or people who know me personally, relationships are really important to me. I just got back from celebrating my friend's birthday, who we've been friends since we were six years old. And I won't say how old I am, but like, that's a lot of years. That's a long time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So relationships are really important to me. I have foundational ones from kindergarten all the way to where I am today. And so getting to know the people that you work with and have that trust is really important. Mm-hmm. So that's the basis of really anything and everything that I do. And then I do a lot of listening, listen to what they want. Um, I'm happy to tell them all about my journey, my career, kind of how I developed, but really it's not going to mean anything to them if you don't know what they're looking for. So I do a lot of listening and really require them to do the work. I think that's something that can get mixed up when you're looking for a mentor or want to mentor, that they're going to have all the answers for you. right? Right. But you really, they need to give it to you and you kind of just guide them or give them another perspective. So that's a lot of the foundation of how I really strive to build my high-performing teams that I've had over the years. Right. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. So what is the advice you would give to some younger people coming into the market research phase? What, what can they do to really see and carve out a trajectory like one you've had? First is get involved. So get involved within your organization and get involved in your industry. So when I became involved with WIRE, I had just moved to Los Angeles. I didn't really know anybody. And it was the very beginning of the WIRE organization. And Kristen, we had connected through a client meeting of sorts. And so she had just said, I'm starting this organization, come to the first networking event. I really didn't know anybody in Los Angeles. And I really didn't know at that point, really know who I was. And so I took a gamble, went to the very first event that we had um, in Los Angeles, and it's just strengthened year after year after year of having that network of people. I've also built a tight knit group of my like work wives, if you will, or my, my professional women who were there to empower one another, help one another, um, talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, like just go through that with them. Um, and I look for people in different parts of the business. So product leaders or those in sales. Um, so it's not just people who have the same skill set as me, but really different experiences. Um, and like you said, there are a lot of great men in who are involved in, in wire. And there are a lot of great men in, in our industry. So don't ever count them out, but I've always felt having that strong foundational female support system to bounce ideas off has been integral into me being able to like find new ways to do things and to trust myself and and push myself. Right. 
Right. I love that. And that is a good point because there are, I just saw a slew of new, um, like the next round of people who volunteer to be mentors and wire. Mm-hmm. There are very, a lot of men yeah. in that, and it's so refreshing. And, you know, we talk a lot in, in women for, uh, uh, women in research, we talk about the difference between, um, mentoring someone and sponsoring someone. And mm-hmm. so there's both of those things going on where we're really, you know, lifting up and saying, Hey, you should consider somebody, this person mm-hmm. for this position and really advocating for each other. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's, that's the interesting piece that makes it different. And I do see a lot of the men involved in that organization also advocating for some of these, you know, really great women who really need a shot at, you know, at bringing their genius um, to the table. So January, this is awesome. You and I can talk about leadership all the time. I've learned a lot from you and you're right. Having this, you know, having this, um, this community where we can be ourselves is so important, but Mm -hmm. tell me about what you're excited about with Screen Engine. Just as a thanks for coming, you know, on the show. Mm -hmm. What's going on there? What are you guys looking for? And um, what's coming up that's new or exciting? Um, I, I'm just, we survived COVID, right? So it's been a, t- it's been a tough year. The entertainment industry has been, it's, it's been hit really hard. So getting back into the swing of things is really exciting. Also the different platforms that are out there for, for viewing, um, your viewing pleasure that like that, that's exciting as well. Um, so there's a lot of things that it's good. I think going to be a slower start to the new year with entertainment, entertainment, just getting back into the world, um, just starting production, starting back up again, but I'm really excited that we've survived the year. We've had time to think about different ways of doing things and adding new talent to the team and really being able to streamline. So we're not just so bogged down, but that we could add value to our customers. Mm -hmm. I think that's the really exciting thing. We're going to be a lot more efficient with what we do and, and, and how we tackle, um, the new world of entertainment going into 2021 and beyond. Yeah. And do you feel like, um, there's going to be just a pent up demand that you're going to have to deal with, or, you know, how do you see the the entertainment industry rolling out of this? You know, it'll be really interesting because we have a whole operations where we do a lot of qual work in person theater, theater testing, where we've had people come in, take a look at new pilots or a new coming, a new movie coming out and do that, that more qualitative, qualitative experience. Mm -hmm. And that virtually stopped that went away in 2020 and we were able to quickly adapt and build a zoom platform for us to do that, those focus group and still be able to show content to respondents and have a really good conversation in a focus group environment. And so I'm really interested to see how that changes when the world opens back up and the movie theaters are open and we can do that in-person testing. Will we change and move and do more of that online because we can and we understand that the data is just as good and it's just adapting to this new world or will we go back and go back into the theater so i'm so excited to see what sticks that where people had to adapt in 2020 and are where are they going to go back to the old ways where they were where they were comfortable (laughs) or where they're going to continue to build upon the new strategies that they put out there Right. And then we all have to deal with the fact that we just miss everybody. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was, 
I think there was a meme the other day that was talking about like international hug day or national hug day. And I was just like, man, like just <laughs> hugging your friends. That's been like a foreign concept for the past 10 years or 10 months. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, we've had a lot of fun on zoom calls, you know, just checking in mm-hmm. with everybody in our tribe, but it is not the same as being together. So I do no. think that's going to be interesting for screen engine to understand it, you know, is there now a deeper dichotomy between streaming and the experience of going mm-hmm. out? If the experience of going out for entertainment is fewer and far between, which is possible, mm-hmm. you know, uh, then it, it makes you wonder, is that experience going to need to be elevated into something that it wasn't before also? Like, is it providing Definitely. some other kind of value that it wasn't in the past? It's so, yes. it's so interesting. It is because I'm one of those people. I love the movie theater. It's an event to me and it's been hard not going. But now that we've become so accustomed to it, is it something that I'm going to go go back to right away or what's going to have to be elevated in that experience to make it really, really worth me doing that event in the future? Um, I guess we'll hopefully find out sooner rather than later. Right. I, for me, the experience was when you bring your the food to me, I'm in. Yes. <laughs> And you can le- lean back and you have a nice blanket on you with like a cocktail. I'm totally in. I'm buying, I- I'm in on that activity. <laughs> Even at my own house, I got to go get my own drink. So listen, exactly. <laughs> this is an elevated experience. Well, January, thank you so much for coming on Pondering to the Purge. And, and, you know, for those of you who want to know a little bit more about Screen Engine, we'll absolutely put uh, the website in the notes, but also reach out to January. She is such a wealth of knowledge and super friendly, as you can tell. Um, so connect with her on LinkedIn. I'll put her LinkedIn um, in the notes also, um, but she probably is the only January you're going to come across in the market research space. So it's super easy. <laughs> and yes. no, she was not born in January. So don't bother asking her. <laughs> Thanks for covering that one. So I won't get that as the initial question on <laughs> okay, any inquiries. <laughs> got that done for you. <laughs> but- yes. Thank you so much for coming. And I cannot wait to see you at the next Wire event. It's going to be great. Oh, thank you so much, Priscilla. Right back at you. (laughs) Well, from all of us here at Little Bird Marketing, thanks for listening and have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.